Hey, all right, M12, how you guys doing tonight? Good? You guys good? Man, you think about it, you only have five more weeks until summer, right? How many of you guys are looking forward to, to summer break? Really? No? No. All right, well, there's some no's. There's some yes. Hey, as uh, Pastor Stephen said, my name is Kevin. I'm one of the pastors here. I get the honor and privilege of working with Children's and Students Ministry at, at 12 Stone. And then we're going to have a lot of fun over the next, like, 15 minutes. I thank you guys for being here. It's, it's exciting for me to be here. I love middle school kids. I've worked with middle school students for most of my life. And I thought, man, what a great way to, for me to get to know you and you guys maybe to get to know some of the people around you. We're just going to play a real quick game. And here's the way it goes, all right? I'm going to ask you a series of questions. If the answer is yes, you just put up your hand. If the answer is no, you keep your hand down, right? Easy enough? You guys got it? Here's some of the questions. You ready? These are real serious questions, real serious. When Justin Bieber comes on the radio, I feel happy. Raise your hand. Okay. All right, you can put your hands down. Next question. I like dogs more than I like cats. Very good. All right, put your hand down. Same kind of question. If I hear that a cat dies, I'm sad. All right. Some of you, cat lovers. So for the most part, those are pretty, I mean, those are fun questions, right? We just ask, ask silly questions, but they're pretty easy because they're kind of like yes or no questions. Like I either agree wholeheartedly or I don't. But let's be honest, as a middle schooler, life is tough, right? And, and not every question that comes in front of you is going to be that easy to answer yes or no. In fact, most of the most important ones are the ones that have the most effect on your life. They're not real simple questions. And they don't have real simple answers. I, I know in a room like this, some of you are thinking like, well, what, what should I really do with my life? It's not a yes or no question. I know when I was your age, my parents were going through it, and I was wondering, hey, why are my parents getting divorced? It's not an easy question. Or I know some of you can feel lonely or insignificant at times, and you can wonder, why don't I have a whole lot of friends? Man, that's, or why are some of my friends fake, or some of those questions, right? They're not real simple. And so, this is week two of our Need, to, uh, Need for Speed series. And if you were with us last week, we, we talked about the, the health of your soul. And you say, well, what's really my soul? Well, the soul is like the inner part of who you are. Look at me. Your soul doesn't change as you get older. Especially where you're at right now, a lot of you have grown in the last year. And your body's going to change. But here, oh, we're not talking about that tonight. All right, so like, yeah, whew. all right, no one wants to talk. You can talk to Pastor Stephen about that. He'll answer all. He's got puppets and everything. All right, so there's, <laughs> so, but listen, let's be honest. The physical aspect of yourself changes as you get old. I mean, all of us, okay? But here's the thing is your soul is what makes you you. We talked about that you're not really, a, it's not just the external. Your soul is part of your emotions, of your heart, your, your dreams, your passion, those things that you go, to, go after. Listen, it's the eternal part of who you are. And ultimately, Jesus Christ is concerned far more about your soul. We here at 12 Stone are concerned 
more about your soul than we are about what you look like or how you dress or how well you do in sports. And so as we talk a little bit about this, it's this, this deal with success and, and the need for moving fast. We want to have some real candid conversations. And last week we gave you some of the things of saying, hey, how do I know if I'm moving too fast? If things in my life are going too quickly, how do I even know that's happening? And so we've got a few of them to put on the stage, on the screen for you. Like, here's a few things. Like, if you're always rushing from one thing from the next, one thing to the next. Man, if there's a part of you like, I got to have that video game, or I got to have that toy, or I got to do this. And then as soon as you get it, you're looking, there's like just maybe a moment or a day of satisfaction, but then you're moving on to the next thing. Number two, you can't sit and think without falling asleep. You're just overtired. Some of you, you can't sit in silence. Being alone for a few minutes or just being quiet scares you. You never just have a day off. I know in our family, Saturdays are day off. You wake up whenever you want. You can eat waffles at one in the afternoon. You can watch Netflix or go on a bike ride. You can pretty much do, as long as it's not like with swords or fire, in our house, you can pretty much just relax. I don't look at my watch. I don't return email. It's my Sabbath. It's my time to just rest and just put all the craziness of the world to the side. Do you have that? You say yes to any opportunity. You just, without thinking, you're always like, yeah, I want to be, I want to do, I want to be part. Some of us in this room, we're people pleasing people. And we just, we always want to be part of what's next. Here's one, man, this hit, I, as I read this, this even hit home for me. It's like every time you go into a, a, a retreat or a camp or even maybe like a real intense small group where you felt God move, but you don't hear him any other time because you're distracted. You know, you heard Pastor Stephen come up and give some pretty clear guidelines of what it means to be distracted. And we want to we wanna do whatever we can for you to hear from God's word. If you have a quiet moment alone, number seven, you get overwhelmed with the number of things that come to your mind. You're just anxious or you're thinking about what could go wrong or what could go or even what can go right. We can be distracted by good things. Number eight, you never disconnect from your phone, the internet, or electronic devices. You have a hard time of thinking, man, I've, I've got to check and, and, and see if somebody responded. And you're waiting. And let, let's be honest, that's what most of the other people that are watching. You're, you're spending time on your phone waiting for other people that are on their phones. You connect with your worth as a person, not the things that you do. Like if you quit playing soccer or if you quit um, playing a sport, man, you would feel like you were just not as significant, that you're not as, as important. And finally, if, if something or someone in your life was a problem, you promise that you'll get to it, but you never do. Because you think it's important and you want it to be important, but you're moving so fast that you just never stop to say, God, what do you want? I mean, what really is important? And, it, and I get it. Let, let me share you some examples of my life. I'm good bit older than you guys, but so these, some of these are lighthearted, but some of them are pretty serious. The first one is like, so when I was a senior in high school, I worked at a funeral home. Yeah, you, it's super exciting, right? And here's the thing is, I was, I was taking honors classes. I was playing soccer. I, went, I ended up going to, to college to play soccer, and so I was really involved in soccer and in sports, and I had three jobs. My dad owned two restaurants. I was working for him on the weekend. I was working at a car dealership, like wash, washing and waxing cars. And so I had this job two to three nights a week working at a funeral home. 
and I had to dress up and be real nice. But you know what was happening? I was so busy that I would constantly fall asleep at the end. And I had to get deliveries and all of that stuff and sit at the funeral home. And there'd be sometimes I would fall asleep. Now, here's the thing. You can relate to this. Have you ever, like, you take a nap or you wake up in the middle of the night and you don't even know where you're at? Just for, just for a few seconds. It's kind of freaky. Now, now imagine this is next level stuff. Now imagine you're working at a funeral home. You fall asleep and you wake up. It's 2 in the morning. And you know exactly where you're at. You're in a funeral home at 2 a.m. where there's dead people and you're all by yourself. All right? But it, I had to go explain to my mom what was happening. It freaked me out. Here's the other thing. is A few years later when I was in college, I, I thought that when I, when I was in my young 20s that I knew everything and I could handle everything and everything was going to be awesome and I just had to figure it out. And I had one of my really great friends who wanted to get married. And he was getting married and I was going to go to his wedding and where I lived in West Palm, I lived 10 minutes away from the airport, and I thought I could just drive up there, all this stuff, and I had all these things to do, and I was, I'm going to go play soccer, I'm going to go do this, and I thought I could do it. And you know what happened? I missed my flight. I couldn't make it to his wedding, missed his bachelor party, the rehearsal, all this stuff. And even to this day, we're still friends, but you know why? I was moving too fast. You know, and, and let's be honest, that can happen to any of us. Some of us, we've, we respond too fast. We don't think about stuff. There's been a test where you've got getting something back and it's marked wrong. And you're like, well, how did I even miss that? Why? You went to, right. Here's a real one that kind of freaks us out. Any of y'all, that any of us have cell phones you just look through and you respond. And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to send it to my mom. You get confused. Or you meant to send it to a friend. You're like, oh, I wish I could take that back. You see that line at the top of your phone, like sending. You're like, I wish I could take it back. But you can't. And now you made a mistake. You may have to explain something or why this was happening. Because you went too fast. You went too fast. And that happens to all of us. See, and the more times that we do that, we are so distracted and concerned with things that really don't matter. But here tonight, we're here to talk more about Scripture. If you have a Bible, if you grabbed one with you, let's open it up to Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Uh, if you have one of the Bibles, it's 1000, page 1041. Look around you. If there's somebody who doesn't have a Bible, maybe you could just share with them. And, and if you're new to us and you don't have a Bible, we'd love to get one of these Bibles and you could take it home. Talk to your leaders. We'd love to make sure that you have a Bible. But I'd love for everybody, just even if you don't have one, peek over your neighbor's uh, your, your neighbor's thing. We're talking Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And this is the story where there are sisters battling together. Now, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes you can have problems with your siblings. Now, it's not in the Bible, but I have two siblings. But I do think this. I think the oldest sibling is always the smartest, right? Do we have any, we have any, other, we have any siblings where you're the oldest in your house? Right. You guys agree that? All right, but, but how many of us in our room, we've lost our cool with our brother and sister. Like, you don't want everything videotaped at your house, right? So, like, all of you have, okay? But we're about to share a story about two sisters that both love Jesus and both care about each other, but handle a situation in two different ways. So let's take a look. Verse 38 Luke chapter 10. 
And it says, as Jesus and his disciples. So we got Jesus and his disciples. How many disciples did he have? Twelve. So there's 13 of them, and they're on their way. They came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. So remember, there's no cars. There's no nothing. People would average walk close to 30 to 40 miles a day. And so they're tired. They're hot and sweaty. Their feet are... So when someone opened their home to them and said, hey, come on in, we'll take care of we're gonna you, we're going to wash your feet, we're going to give you some food, we're going to let you rest and relax, that was pretty, pretty awesome. So Jesus is in this town, and Martha's here to relax, and so naturally, she's really excited. Now, I am a pastor, been one for 22 years, I love God's Word, I love how it teaches you, it's, it's so important to what we do here at 12 Stone, but I also have like a weird side of me. So in these kind of things, I keep thinking, well, if you're going to feed something to Jesus, you would think, well, what does Jesus eat? You ever think about those things? Like, what would Jesus eat? And I, I would think if he came to my house, like, if Jesus was sitting and I want, I would be like, man, maybe I would probably try to give him, you want a cup of coffee? Because I, I love coffee. Like, Jesus, can I cook you a steak? Or something like that. I think if he was a middle schooler, I could sit there and think, well, maybe Jesus liked Oreos, right? Or maybe Jesus liked Mountain Dew. Because, listen, it's, it's customary to be nice. I'm your guest. I'm bringing something over to your house. But here's the whole scenario, that you have Martha who really wants to serve, who wants to provide and wants to be nice and wants to be, be courteous to Jesus. Let's go on, verse 39. So Martha had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. So she's attentive. She's with Jesus. She's she's not worried about anything else. She's just like, I need to focus on on Jesus. It's all about Jesus. My my focus is on Jesus. My eyes are on Jesus. I'm listening to Jesus. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Okay? But Martha was distracted by all the preparations. Man, is it good to take care of guests when they come in your house? Right? Right? All of us have been there where your mom has been like, or your dad, and somebody's coming over the house like, hey, somebody's coming over. we got to clean the house real quick, right? That's all happened. Should you present yourself well? Yes. Those things are, but they were distracted. If you read that verse, distracted by the preparations. Distracted by a good thing. We can be distracted by church. We can be distracted by school. We can be distracted by our friends and our family. Even good things can distract us from Jesus. So, of course, Martha couldn't just sit there and be okay with this. So she came up and asked him, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to stop. Now, first of all, this is Jesus. Could you imagine going to Jesus and be like, Lord, don't you see what she's doing? Can you tell her to stop? You would think, man, that That's just rude, right? But listen, we do that. Sometimes we go to God and say, God, do you see what that other person is doing? Do you see how they're living their life? Do you see what I'm doing? But that person, and listen, life is not fair. I know some of the most godly people that get cancer. I know some of the most wicked people who have tons of money, and fame, and have all of that. Life isn't fair and all that. But you know what you can't get is just peace. And you can't just get 
Jesus without going and, and sitting at Jesus' feet and saying, let me focus on Jesus. And so that escalated really quick, much like that video. And in verse 41, Jesus responds, Martha, Martha. The Lord answered that you are worried and upset. Worried and upset. All of us worried. Look, everybody in this room, they worry. Your mom and dad, they worry. I didn't worry as much until I had kids. But you start worrying about things. And listen, worrying doesn't really do much. doesn't change anything. But you know what's even more dangerous? Is when you worry and you become upset. It's one thing to think about, man, when I'm driving down the road, could somebody hit me? Yes. And some of that, you just have to be smart and say, that's why I don't drive like a crazy person. That's why I don't text and drive. That's why I wear my seatbelt. Some of, the, some of that concern can lead to smart decisions. But her worry led to her being upset. And that's a problem. Verse 32, he says, But few things are needed, indeed, only one. Mary had chosen what is better. And I'm not going to take that away from you. See, this is what Jesus is saying. Very little is necessary in your life. Man, we are four months away from Christmas, and some of you told your parents three weeks before Christmas, I have to have this, this video game, this toy, this clothes. I have to have it. It only make me happy. And now it sits on your floor you don't even use it. It happens. A lot of this stuff that's in your life, look at a lot of people, ladies, some of you, you're like thinking about some boy and you're thinking, well, I just, I want, I want his attention or he makes me feel valuable. Let me tell you something. You are beautiful and have worth because the creator and the sustainer of the world created who you are. Don't let some boy who thinks he's a man and thinks he's got everything give you that value. You don't have that. Boys, there's some ladies. Sometimes we make decisions. We try to impress girls. We try to get our value from that. And that girl's looking not just at you, but 19 other boys. It happens. You cannot find your value in other people. So here's my big takeaway if, for the night is save your yes for the best. Save what's for the best. Now, I will give you a, a simple formula. How do I do this? It's slow and steady. We all know the story of the rabbit and the hare, right? And we all know that it's the tortoise that run because the hare got arrogant, he got cocky, and he thought he could do it all. Listen, not one test, some of you are so into school, and like you think, if I fail this test, my world's over. One test does not make you. And it doesn't break you. There, can tests be important? Yes. Get back up and make it happen. When life becomes unfair, you guys can be strong and make stuff happen. Well, here's two questions that you can learn from Mary Martha real quick as we close. The first one, is God asking me to do this? You see in this story, Martha's doing a lot of stuff for Jesus. But Jesus didn't care about the stuff she was doing. Did you get that? She, she's trying to do a lot of stuff. Is God asking you to do that? There are things in your life that God's asked you to do. Things you don't even need to pray about. There's things that God, being kind to others, caring, obeying your parents, being respectful to other people, no matter, 
if they agree with you or not? Here's the second part. Is I, can I sustain the speed of life? Or can I continually do that? Now, you guys know what this is? I think I saw somebody out there. You guys know what this is? Fidget spinner, right? Okay. So, so here's the thing is. These things are pretty, pretty popular right now. I get it. I don't fidget. I don't fidget a ton. But let me tell you something. By itself, if you don't really know what to do, like some of you have never held one of these, it's hard. All right? But in like five minutes, you can figure out just how to spin it, right? But you know what it needs to move? It needs some, it needs some sustained speed. Okay? It needs to keep going. And the fact, I mean, there's guys on YouTube like blowing air through it and doing all this stuff. Now, listen, I can do that even better than the last service. But when it slows down, it's easier to control. If I go faster and super fast. Now, my son, who fidgets with this all the time, has a bunch of them. Man, he can go around. I mean, I saw him the other day. He literally can pop it up on his hand and catch it back, and it doesn't stop. All right? But that doesn't come from just working, from, from automatic. You need practice, and you need time, and you need to slow down and do that. Listen, there are plenty of people that ask them these questions, and we see the end result. And here's the deal, guys. Some of you here tonight, you're, you're chasing after the wrong things. And my challenge is you. Are you chasing at what really is important? Are you chasing what Mary was chasing after, which is Jesus? Because look at me, students. Jesus wants to be in your life. He wants to sit with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to hear your frustrations. He wants to hear your fears. He wants to hear your He already knows it. He wants to have a personal love relationship. I'm going to challenge you. Choose to be more like Mary and less like Martha.